We're up, we're live. Hello. Episode 9, UK Scriptwriters Podcast. Hello and welcome. Back uh, back in the studio again. Back Danny, in Tim's not studio. out and about. Yes, no, apologies for the sound um, quality of the last podcast, only because we recorded live from the Southern Script Festival. Good festival, though. That but, was a very uh, good festival. Yeah. Um, so we had a special on pitching, so that was episode 8A, and this is episode 9. Yeah, good to be... Back, back to doing our normal structure. Yes. So if this is your first time listening to the podcast, thank you and welcome. And, and where have you been? And where have you been? You've missed eight, eight, eight episodes <laughs> of the podcast, of screenwriting gold dust, kind of. Uh, but yeah, I'm Danny Stack. He's Tim Clay. Hello. Uh, we're a couple of modestly successful screenwriters. Uh, and we love screenwriting. We're pretty obsessed with screenwriting, so we like to talk about screenwriting. Yeah. And we, and we thought we'd set up the UK Scriptwriters Podcast so we could just gas on. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So, and I think what I liked about the last special, actually, Danny was having a guest in. I think we could do more of that. In yes, the we're going to try. So we're going to try and get some more people. Record things on Skype, maybe interviews, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, because it just adds a different dynamic to it yeah. and keeps it fresh it a little perspective and more stories from the front line as it were yes well let's get straight into it wait for it are you ready <laughs> screenwriting news um writers academy run by the bbc apply for that now that's for people that like um ongoing drama things like casualty holby eastenders and so on if, you, if that's your bag yes and you love all that then um you should certainly have a look at the uh Writers Academy, very tough to get on because it's really, you know, a unique scheme in the UK and you can find more information at the uh, at the writers room. So if you don't even know what we're talking about, if you put BBC Writers Room, that's a great place to go to and it's got links to these things. Yes, and the um, only criteria for the Writers Academy to apply is that you should have at least one professional credit. Yeah, of some sort. Of some description. Could be a play. It could be a play, a radio (coughs) thing, a radio sketch. They're quite flexible, I think, on it. Yeah. But best to double check with them if you you have Not a novel, has to be be a script. A script of some sort. And also they apply that criteria to another thing that's coming up, which is the TV, BBC again, BBC TV Drama Writers Festival. Again, they're opening, uh, it's a two-day festival in Leeds. Um, to talk about TV drama, I suppose, but they get a lot of big players in. It's the second year now. Right. Uh, but you have to have at least one professional credit to kind of book your ticket, hmm. uh, which is annoying, but also uh, good, I think. It's annoying for the people who don't have a credit. It's great for the people who do. <laughs> well, I sort of know what you mean by that, because actually there is a kind of a level, maybe like you and me, Danny, and you wonder what you do to do next, because... You know, there's plenty for people that are just starting out and there's some stuff for people that are one or two years out of a course, say, or one or two years into their uh, semi-pro career and, and then go things like the Southern Script Festival. But, you know, I went to a thing um, that was happening at the same time as the Comedy Writers Festival which was a talk with a couple of American producers, Ted Hope. And, oh, yeah. And, um, you know, that was great. Run by Chris Jones put it on at the last minute. But that was good because it was like the next level up, mm. you know, because I'm interested in producing as well. So it was like, what well, that was great to have that next level up kind of event. And, and, and both of these are kind of for the, that next level. What do I do next yeah. to, to move from fiddling around the edges to being more in the centre? So those are great. Exactly. Another good thing. 
we, we think we talked about it before um, in the last one but uh, Danny thinks the deadline's still open which is about guiding lights which is a mentoring scheme with top mentors so yeah. again if you're in that kind of bit what's next I've done some stuff but what's next then check that out as yeah because well. the new criteria for that is you have to have a referee a professional referee to recommend mm. which you. is odd isn't it because it almost is. like why don't you just get that referee to be your bloody mentor and cut out the middleman well even know? when i looked at it, i just thought well who could i get to be my referee oh i'll be your referee danny you can be mine <laughs> well i was thinking of somebody good tim <laughs> oh yeah you want to get in i'll put you i'll put you a work shy layabout yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um Anyway, so that's 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 that's, that's the, the end sort of, of the news, but we wanted to link the news to screenwriting mail. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, which isn't about men. No, it no, isn't, no, no, no. It's about it's about um, Twitter and in, and our inbox. Just give people a quick run a rundown now, Danny, rather than at the end of how they can get in touch if they want to send us some questions. Yes, well, listening to us mainly uh, from the main site is ukscriptwriters.podomatic.com. You can email us at ukscriptwriters at hotmail.com. We're on the Facebook. We're on the Twitter. Uh, you can find us at UK Scriptwriters on Twitter. Facebook, just do a search for us. UK Scriptwriters will come up. Hmm. Um, that's it. And that's pretty much it. So people, people pop us uh, various tweets or emails or Facebook messages, whatever. So we kind of um, round up a few questions that come through. One of the ones that we're not going to cover, um, what's a good course to do? Yeah, can like, it be taught, it, yeah. Yeah, is an MA a good idea and so on? And we kind of, there's no right or wrong to any of these, of course, but we had a good discussion about the pros and cons of that in episode six. So listen out from that. And we understand that um, Lucy's put together, Bang to Write Lucy has put together a uh, you know a series of uh, blog posts about this as well, kind of rounding up what's available yeah. at the minute. If she hasn't so, done it yet, she's about she's to gonna because she's been I've asking it, about uh, it. Yeah, so. definitely, she's been uh, round, uh, check out her resource uh, because that's quite a good place for screenwriting links and news. Yeah. Um, but yes. yeah, MA courses. The short answer is yes, very useful, but don't kill yourself if you can't get in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could you could spend your time doing something else, and it would be maybe worth more, but. You know, who knows? Depends the type of character you are. Yeah. Um, another question that we had was from Nerosta on Twitter, which was about, you know, this kind of ongoing cycle that you might have. You knew. So how do you get noticed because you knew almost like how do you, uh, break, you break in, in, I suppose? Yeah, which it, came first, the chicken or the egg? Yeah, because you want to get a, a break. Um, but how do you get a break because you knew and only people that are established kind of get invited back. So it's like it seems like there's no there's no way in. Um, we've we've talked around this before, of course, and it just goes back to that age-old thing, which is, of course, that you probably, or my philosophy on it, I think there's only so far you can go by doing spec scripts, um, certainly of spec scripts of established shows, like they do in America. There's there's hardly any point in doing that in the UK and, and trying to send that in and getting gigs. And it goes back to that question. Her question links to that Writers' Academy, which is like, how do I get onto? EastEnders when to get onto the Writers Academy for EastEnders I had to have already had something commissioned I think it's really finding your own way doing your own thing really exploring what you're interested in as a person making some things getting together with others making short films getting those short films on at a festival yeah getting that fest getting that shown somewhere or getting some high visibility for it online via YouTube etc um so many ways 
and and actually using using that as a way to get to get in and um, because people go well here's someone doing something interesting we should we should definitely get them in would be richer without them that's how that's the position that you want to get to i think kind of begging and borrowing and thinking about well, what do they want is only going to get you so far remember you're an artist in a way you're an artist as a scriptwriter you know people look to you to provide things to provide answers to life to to discuss things, to explore things, then you, you know you you you're not going to them saying, "Oh, please, can I tell you the answer to meaning in life?" Write the answer to the meaning in life and tell everyone about it. Yeah. They'll, they'll want to join in or not. That that that's that's how I feel about it. Which I know isn't very practical advice because everyone has to find their own way. I think it's just kind of do it. Well, it is. It is good advice because it boils down to staying proactive. Hmm. Keep kind of pushing that momentum forward of your own creativity. Uh, because I tell you, I tell you one thing that it comes down to: if you um, if you continue to create content, then mm. then it's an, it's impossible for you to be ignored. Yeah. Um, so, obviously, the kind of inserted word that I'm, I missed I missed out there is if you continue to create good content. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Because yeah. That, you know, but you'll get better and just keep going. And anything you read about the industry and in, in the in the way it works and the way you think it works is not necessarily true. So just because you've written a great script and you think it's going to now, a producer's going to buy it, yeah, it's not yeah. going to happen. No. So you just got to I mean, write I, another one. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Create your own luck. Just, just there's so many opportunities if you start thinking about not how can I be a writer on something else that someone else has made cool and start thinking about how oh, can I start making things that are cool. Mm. This is a good story. We should use this again. Right? If you was a guitarist, you know, would you send your stuff in to take that? Go, uh, yeah, I'm a guitarist. Dear, take that. I'm a guitarist. Been working for five years. I have an MA in guitaring. <laughs> please, please, <laughs> yeah, please, please. Can I uh, do some riffs on your new album? Or would you just get down the pub with some mates and let's let's get a band going? Do you know what I mean? That's what I'm talking about. Talking about. Let's just get some local things going on and start making. Yes. Anyway, that was a long answer. It's a long answer to, it. yeah. <laughs> if you want to break into the system, you just got to not work the system. You've got to just work. Just do your own stuff. Just do your own do stuff. Do your own stuff. Man. And something will eventually... Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think from that... Snowball. We should, I'll tell you what, let's move on from that to talk about the fact that you've done that yourself. Okay. Because um, we like to practice what we preach around here. Yeah. So, uh, Danny, you, you have... And followed your own advice, which I'm pleased to see. Yes, I've just and you've you've been shooting um, a, a, a web series that's yes. not out yet. No, I just finished so we'll talk more it. about it. You know, ne maybe next time. Yes, it's now in the edit suite. In the edit suite. Um, but um, you know, why did you do that? Because you know, you've got some other. We won't talk about the names on, you know, on on microphone. But you've got. I know that you, you're working on some other professional you know, material for broadcast yes, at the minute. Yes, I am. So, um, you know, some people would say, well, why are you going backwards to do that kind of thing? What was your thinking? Well, I, I certainly never thought of it as going backwards, um, but, but it was something that I just wanted to do. And mm. I was I was eager to direct again because it's, it's actually precisely two years since we shot Origin, my, right. my first proper short film. Um, and I was getting kind of itchy feet again and mm. I just thought it was scandalous that it had been two years since I mm. shot anything mm. and so I wanted to direct again I had an idea that I really liked 
I thought it could be done pretty simply. Yeah. With, for no money. Yeah. With a tiny crew. Yeah. Local Bournemouth, who are yeah. just fantastic crew yeah. around here. Um, and so I just did that. Yeah, great. A few phone calls, a few yeah. emails, a bit of help from yourself as well. Yeah, yeah. And uh, got down to a location, shot in a day. Yeah. Brilliant. Six by two minute episodes coming at you next yeah. month. No, what I like about it is though, Danny, it's like you're not trying to, that's not for something. You're not trying to convince anyone that this is a pilot. It's just, it is what it is. It it's is. It's just a good bit of fun. Maybe something will happen. Well, it's but you content. Might have to do it. It's content. It's just content. And I can go, it's look, I've just done this. Yeah. I can send it's a link that. to BBC Comedy going, I've just yeah. done this. Yeah. Great. So, yeah, do it. Um, no. This leads us on to the next part, which was like you had a tough financial decision to make because although you did it for no money, there's always a bit of money and time involved in these sort of things. Yeah, it costs uh, money for hard drives for the yeah, footage and, just, and stuff. Yeah, and just stuff. And a little know? bit of money for the location. Yeah. So that's a few hundred pounds. Yeah. And you did that instead of um, doing what I'm doing, which is heading off to Cannes soon. Which is our main topic of discussion, I yeah. think, because the Cannes Film Festival is a big, exciting festival, one of the main festivals in the filmmaking calendar mm. of the year yeah attracts a lot of people yeah quite rightly yeah it does um uh, you're a bit of a can veteran too well this is my fourth time was that all i thought you were there no more? no it's just my, well that's a fair few times isn't yeah. it um and uh yeah i just thought it'd be interesting for folks who are writers to hear about going to can because it's not talked about often in writing circles as an opportunity reason for that is, of course, it's about showing finished films. It's about... Um, a film market. A film market, a business kind of angle. And uh, therefore, writers think there's maybe nothing to be gained there. But I think there is, because it's a great networking opportunity. I mean, just to explain it all to people that aren't aware of it, I'm sure they've heard of Cannes, but exactly what's there. There's sort of two sides to it. The first side is the festival, which is, you know, very high, high profile. We see that on the news. That's the big red carpet. Yeah, all the uh, stars. All the stars and also very international in its flavour, celebrating independent film and visionary writers and directors and actors. More, more, more to be fair, directors, because of uh, the sort of French auteur theory. You know, they like, they really celebrate the director over there. So you've got all that side to it. Then there's another side running at the same time, but almost like it's a separate business, really. It's run separately, which is uh, the Marche du Film, the film market. And that is where the deals are being done, but not the big deals, because they're sewn up, you know, years in advance or so on. This, but just those kind of weird deals that just actually keep the film business alive. Like if you've shot your own low-budget low film, but, but take it to Cannes. But not even that, Danny, like the kind of that mid-level film what i mean by that is when you get the market and it's this giant room that's a trade show like any other thing and so like you, you you wander around and i always like going to see this one stand that just does sports animals films right so they're the makers of uh soccer dog uh soccer dog uh, two World Pup. Of course. And um, they've also got films about like monkey skydivers and just, you know, as long as it's got a sport and an animal, any combination of that. Now, what you do there is if you run a small direct-to-DVD company in South Korea, you might say, yeah, give us six of those. I'll put them and I'll sell them in a the little box set. And And that's, you know, that's how they make their money. So, you know, that is the kind of business that is 
is going on that mm. are kind of real sharp end sort of business. But it's quite good to go and see it just because first of all you realise actually there's there's all that someone has to still write all that stuff. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And I wouldn't mind doing one of those. Mm -hmm. uh, so there's all that work going on. And secondly to realise that how much of a business it is that although you might be really precious about your story, they want to package it up in a in a in a in a kind of a deal with twelve others and say, you know, there you go, it's a hundred grand for the lot for your for the rights to use that in uh you know the czech republic or whatever it is yeah and uh you just kind of get an insight into the world in that way the, all right let's say i'm the complete novice newbie here right um so tim i'm, I'm thinking of going to Cannes. right what should i do there's two two sides that you can do it first of all if you've got a short film you can go through the short film corner which is cheaper and which better. Is much much cheaper so it's still about 70 quid or something to get your kind of pass for the week but, uh, you know, that gets you pretty much into most things. And you can put two names on that pass? And you can have two names on the pass. Yeah. So it's good bargain. And most people listening might have a short film they could put in. So that's really great. If you don't have that or you want to look more professional, you can go in for a professional card, which is cost more money and you have to have some sort of like accreditation, a, yeah. like a letter from your agent or some credits on something yeah. or other. Uh, pretty loose, but you have to have done something. So getting either of those... Uh, under your belt actually gives you access then to this online database of goodies which has got everyone that's attending so this There's is a big long list this is especially um, pertinent for writers thinking of going yeah, because, because if you want to set up meetings yeah you, you just see use this database see, see who's turning up because you go oh great there's um you know uh, great oh, i really love you know sport sports animals films i see that company is going to be there gives you their contact details Bung them an email saying, duh, 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 I've got this spec script about um, a chipmunk that, you know, saves the world or whatever through the power of Kung Fu. Are you, is that, does that count? And they, you know, they might send back saying, yeah, come along and see us at three o'clock on a Tuesday or something like that. Now, you know, you could do that any other time, but somehow there's something about the deadline of the festival that means that you might get more meetings than you would do normally yeah. and people are only there for that amount of time yeah. and they want to meet people. Of course. They're paying money to meet people, as you are. Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, really, really good. I mean, I just, I just plan my way through it and look at, look at the companies that are going, have I got a project that they would be interested in? No, because they specialise just in horror. I haven't got anything like that, right? What's the next one? Oh, I see, yeah, yeah they, they, they do documentaries. I've got a documentary, bung them a thing. Do you want to meet up? Well, this is something that might be good to kind of specify as well for writers thinking of going, is to have a good purpose or a reason of why you're going and what you want to get out of it. Yeah, there's no point going if you're just sort of wandering around and you've not got, you know, much. I'm really, it's, it's that kind of next level up, I would say, if you've got two or three good, you know, spec scripts, a bit of a story about something or other, as in you've had an award or, you know, you've got something. Uh, great, because what a great email to get and to want them to send out and for someone to get into their inbox, you know, hot new writer, especially if it's your first time, my first time in Cannes, you know, uh, and I've got these three exciting projects, one of which was a finalist in whatever, uh, you know, you, you, you probably get some good meetings there, could be with American companies and it's cheaper than going to America, I mean, it is expensive going to Cannes because they lift the prices up. Well, that's another thing, flights and accommodation then. Yeah. Flights, you can fly from different areas of the UK, easy jet go, 
So they're not too bad if you book in advance. It's, all this is too late for this year. Yes, yeah, so next year. Be thinking, about, be thinking about it in October time, almost. Half a year in advance. Get your flights um, booked. Accommodation-wise, just have a look online. If you're that far in advance, and you, you can pick up some you know, little bed and breakfast type places that aren't too far away. If you, I've, I've, I've known people that are really um, doing it on a budget that, uh, you know, there is a few campsites around. You can even pitch up, you know, with your, with your tent. And, I've, and I know people that drive down there, you know, with a camper van, two of them kipping in that, you know, and it's not too bad. Um, no one needs to know all that, do they? You know, you rock on up for your meetings and these, who cares? Yes. So, um, I think it's it's worth it for that kind of mid-range people. Now, as with all networking and meetings, the same rules apply. One meeting equals nothing. Absolutely. You know, there's nothing's going to happen yeah. by going once. It's about, I am got excited because I'm going back this time and I'm meeting some people that I've got some tentative business relationships with and we can meet again and I'm feeling like we might be able to actually now be starting to move somewhere because it's like my my second third or fourth time of meeting them and having a chat yeah which point we might start getting into it but it's good to just feel part of the business if people are sitting there thinking oh i don't really know you know anyone i'm on my own you know i, I feel disconnected to the business if they can get down to can get a few meetings organized with just some bods that are around the place a few producers small producers people just at the same level, almost been doing it a few years, but producers, mm. well, that's good, isn't it? Well, it's just a, a really great experience overall, isn't it? Just to see it happen. I mean, I've I've been once, and that's, I've taken all of Tim's advice when I went that one time, and so I can give a thumbs up to everything Tim is saying. Um, I've well, actually, you got a bit of work out I of it. I got a bit of work out of that. Straight and that, away, so but that you, was better than expected. But you got a bit of work as well, I got a bit you? of work. I got my work with RKO out of it. So... But also what happens when you go to Cannes, they break down the croissette, the croissette, whatever, mm. how you pronounce it, into various pavilions. Yeah. Which is, represents the various countries that are yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. So you've got the UK pavilion, the French yeah. pavilion. Yeah. So everybody hangs out in these pavilions. That's where yeah. you have your meetings. You can have meetings there. It's by the seaside. You're literally yeah. sitting on the beach pretty much. Yeah. Um, the soft drinks are expensive at the pavilions. But yeah. so they have the free drink, free drinking happy hours, which is good. <laughs> You can get cheap pizza and pasta places. That's right. Uh, so it's not too bad. I, it's I, not too bad. But I think if you go for three or four days, it's but, about 500 quid, is it? If you live life on a real yeah. budget. Yeah. Um, so it isn't, it's not cheap, but at the same time, you know, I think it's a good insight. And it's, you know, if you can go with, a few, if you can, two or three of your writers get together and, you know, get a, get a room, share a room almost, yeah. you know, then, um, it may, you know, cuts it down a bit. And um, you're a bit there for a bit of some moral support and, can meet up during the day and say how's it how's it going and just sort of walk around and have a chat to people that you think are interested it's great yeah yeah i mean i, w I was gonna go this year i really wanted to but i just decided well i'll just spend my money on content rather than oh that's good but i'll go next year yeah no, yeah I, you know i think you need well th it's the same thing danny you know what you'd want when you go next year you can talk about you've shot your thing that went well yeah my award-winning you know I mean? with <laughs> oh. well it's a little something isn't it exactly you've not been sitting around and, and and I think your story stack, stacks up well because you've got a uh, you, you've got your online work and you've got your more polished short. Mm. You're showing your range. Yeah, I think you and you've got obviously all your spec scripts ready yeah. to go. So in fact, you know, you, I'm sure you'd have a good can next year. So um, yeah, right. Let's um, let's talk about some reviews. Reviews. 
news. We'll go straight into Doctor Who because we've both seen it. Yeah. Which So it's the uh, new series new, of Doctor the Who. The new American. Be- all, oh. all American. BBC America. BBC Doctor America. Who. It was even promoted on Twitter via BBC America. And I thought that was ironic in a way that yeah. BBC America had the front to do that. Whereas well, they, BBC probably yeah. wouldn't have done no. it. <laughs> well, they had it, they, you know, shown there. Same day as here. It was, it was the same day, wasn't it? it yeah, wasn't it was the next few day. hours later. No, same day, a few hours later. Uh, I only found that out by accident. By, you know, on, on Twitter, American yes. friends saying Doctor Who's on. I thought, well, how do they know that? And the first episode set in America. Yeah, um, which is nice enough, but you felt it was all a bit stitched up, you know. <laughs> so Stephen Moffat, showrunner, and taking the uh, reins again. Well, I... Matt Smith back as the Doctor. Karen yeah. Gillan back as um, Amy Pond. Uh, Rory, um, I've forgotten his name, the actor who plays him. Yeah. Is it Arthur some Arthur Darville? I don't know. Perhaps. I don't know. He's really got to really like him. I mean, obviously, Amy Pond is quite sexy, but I'm a bit tired of the whole uh, assistant must fancy the doctor and there must be sexual tension. I just don't yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're kind of going away from it, but it's I really just don't like that. No. Uh, anyway, uh, so overall, I mean, let's try and describe what the premise of the episode was. No, there's no Without, point in doing that. No, because it, we'll, no ju- we'll just spoil it. it for people who haven't seen it yet. Spoil it if you haven't seen it, and you have seen it, you don't need to hear um, it. Well, and if you haven't, either way, it doesn't actually bear, bear anything to do with whether you would like it or not. No, and it's part one of a two-parter, which they haven't done for an opening before of a series. Usually. No, I was yeah, no, and I'm not too sure if it is a good idea or not, actually. Right. But, okay, well, I'm sensing from you, Tim, this rather downbeat appraisal of it, so let's get yours out of the way. Um... <laughs> I felt I thought it started well. I felt there was a slight two thousand and one rip off. Yeah. Visually. Um, but you know, that's okay for a kid's show, which it which it primarily still 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 is. <laughs> that's gonna that's Tim's gonna, gonna get slaughtered now, emails, phone calls. No, you know, in a good way. Phone Tim on all seven eight, No, you know. <laughs> I think it's I mean that in a nice way. In the fact that it's a kind of an upbeat and positive um show and there's too much kind of uh Stuff that you know is for adults that should be actually probably aimed slightly younger. Mm. So I like how it's aimed. Yeah, I think it, I celebrate that in a way because it, it, there's not many shows that actually fit that market. So I really like that about it. I don't mean it in a derogatory way at all. So uh, yeah, and that feel was was kind of there. It actually maybe a little bit too too um, dark in places uh, for me. But um, I felt it had a slight kind of back to the future element to it where you kind of now, I know it seems silly to say this, but kind of mucking about with that time travel idea, you know, that opens up all sorts of questions like, well, if you can do that, if you can do that all along, why wouldn't you have done that, you know, like back when you were Tom Baker or something? Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? It was kind of a bit, it's a bit strange. You shouldn't worry about such things, of course, and just go for the the giggles, but... Um, but because it didn't have the giggles, that makes you question these things a little bit more. Well, I think I think it had the giggles. I thought it had the entertainment factor. Mm. I was quite um, entertained. I did have my reservations, but they're only from a more kind of screenwritery, mm. picky way. And that's because, and this will happen to anyone, and it will happen to everyone. Once you become, once you become well known as a writer, mm. your style becomes more identifiable yeah and recognized yeah so like aaron sorkin everybody knows yeah, yeah, his yeah, style yeah yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. russell t everybody yeah. knows his style and now Stephen moffat yeah we all know now what yeah, he's yeah. going to do yeah, yeah and so that's great because he's a great writer yeah but now it's like oh 
Yeah. It's getting a little bit too tricksy. Yeah. For its own good. He can, yeah, yeah. He can do it brilliantly and nobody else can put it off just like him. Yeah. But at the same time, it's just like, all right, we know that's a big red herring and you're going to mm. double back on it and you're yeah, going to cleverly yeah. triple back on it and then you're going to whip the rug from us and yeah, quadruply yeah, yeah. triple back on it. And I'm just, you're left breathless and yeah, a bit yeah, confused. Yeah. And you just want some a coherent plot. Having said that, you well, that's maybe why I liked the FBI guy the best. He was fantastic. Yeah. Did you recognise him from Battlestar Galactica? No. He's the the kind of cocky lawyer that represents uh, Lee. Uh, Didn't recognise him. With the shades, and he had the iron. I like the old guy, the old version. That's played by his father. His oh real really? Yeah, I'm so geeky today. Why do you know this trivia? Know. You know the trivia. That doesn't add. That doesn't add to the story at all. Uh, but I like the story. Anyway, it was it was fun. It was pacey. It was colourful. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there was great dialogue. You know what, Matt Smith? I think he could be my favourite Doctor. I'm 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 gonna do my Breaking Bad on, well, on Matt Smith. Really? Yeah, because I th I think he's better than Tennant. I think he's better than Eccleston. He's he's the best modern who. Oh, the best modern one. Best yeah. modern who. I'd still okay. go with probably Tom Baker or something for well, the old ones. Well, because he's our, our Pretty growing much. up one. But he is, he's, he's just so good at it. Yeah. But I, Matt I Smith, said, he's younger, and yet he portrays him better, I think, in terms of being darker. or As an old man. As, as, some as paper said, yeah. um, which I liked, he's an ancient child, which I yeah, really yeah, liked. Yeah, I yeah, thought yeah. that was perfect. Yeah, that's good. And I liked, actually, I do like... Um, David Tennant's work since I don't know if you saw the thing about the Busby Babes that was on um, I didn't and, uh, I missed it I'm yeah I've been a football fan you know I wondered if you would have checked well it's just, he yeah. was quite he was quite 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 good in that and that was very expensive drama actually yeah. much more than I was expecting I wondered if it had been a film that had been almost TV'd at the last minute because you know it really had a lovely feel to it that, that, that yeah. drama and a, and a very Slow but good pace. Anyway, we digressed a little bit there. Well, Doctor Who, thumbs up. Yeah. With some insider screenwritery reservations, but I think that's yeah, just been a bit yeah, yeah. begrudgingly yeah. for the sake Apparently of it. Apparently a low, a low audience um, for an opening is what I heard. Yeah, just because of the figures. sun was shining and all the rest sun of it. sun was shining. Plus, I didn't actually get much of a, you know, a big, big launch. It felt like, Quiet. I didn't see many trailers. Now you're for too it. busy, Tim, to be looking at trailers. I don't watch much telly. That's the trouble. There you go. So Doctor Who. Now my review. We're only going to do very quickly. I was in Barcelona. <laughs> Thankfully, I was in Barcelona. No, this is good, man. Okay, be quick. This is this. I was in Barcelona and I went to the Picasso Museum, and I saw a piece of work there. Check it out online. I've got the mouse mat in front of me. I'm not sure. He Picasso does. actually He's not authorized joking. the mouse mat. No, let's see it. But uh, let's bring it up so I can have a look at it proper. Right, do you want to see it? There you go. You look at it while we're talking about it, and we'll yeah. put it online so uh -huh. that people can study it. But it's called Les Meninas, uh, 1957. It's actually based on a much earlier piece of work. But what I really liked about it there at the museum, they had all his drafts of it, where he was really exploring all the different ways that you could paint this, and it just reminded me of the joy of proper redrafting and that I see working on something and redrafting it as a pain as a kind of a thing that you've got to get out of the way and obviously Picasso what didn't feel that he felt that each draft that he did of this painting which was you know as which was a good final painting was great in itself now let me try it this way now let me just do this little bit of it now let me do it the other way around now let me really go crazy with this direction with it. 
do, do you know what I mean? And it was like the, the joy of doing stuff over in totally different ways. And I felt that that really brought something to the work. It just made me think, actually, I should stop seeing redrafting as um, a step to get to a conclusion. But there's a joy in exploring as, as a creative person. Is that the way he described it, though? Was it a joy? Don't know. Well, that's the thing, because most, especially with an artist like... Picasso, well, you wouldn't have to do it that many times. You, you could move on and do other things with your life, but he kept going He kept going with it, feeling that there was something there, I'm sure. <laughs> well, he could have gone a few more, in my view, there. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't I mean, if he, that's the final one. If he's done 50 of them, and that's the level, it's just like, you know, well, the previous draft, as you say, draft 20 could have been fine, but he had to push... To draft 50 and go, oh, well, you know what? I'll just put that out. Danny, and it'll be Danny, Danny, they haven't got a museum about you, mate. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. But I'm talking in screenwriting terms. You can rewrite till the cows come home. Could be at the planning stage rather than at the finished work stage. But just saying, actually, should it be, instead of a young girl, should it be an old man in Central Carolina? What does that actually, yeah. what would that actually do to it? And really think about that and say, actually, instead of it being a sci-fi, could I actually change the genre of this? What would that actually be like? And you might discount it, but at least try that hat on for size and yeah. give it a go. That's all I'm saying is like kind of a little insight that I had from being in that room with all those paintings that well, were kind of so different. I'll tell you my experience of it recently is that people are emailing me, sending me their scripts to read, which I do for a fee. I'm not doing it for mm. free, obviously. Um, but they'll say things like, I've taken, up all, I've taken on board all of the notes that my friends have given me or my tutor has given me. Mm. I've rewritten it so many times now. I think it's I think it's great. Or I just don't know where I to yeah, go yeah, next yeah, yeah. kind of thing. And I'm like, people are too eager to rewrite sometimes. I think just because of comments that they've been given. Yeah, but I think this is what I mean. No, that, that's not what I'm talking about because that's little iterations towards something. Not major. Thing. It's almost too late by that point. Mm. Before that, before that, before that, really to explore it and find out what it is that you're really wanting to do. Mm. I think people start on something and they go in with it and they can try and get it better, but it's almost they haven't gone back and really thought about where is this going? What am I doing with it? Could it be this? Could it be this? But again, that to me talking about it. You don't do it on your own, Danny. You might even talk about it and get but, together. But that embrace. to me, that to me is inception work. In terms of when this could be when the beginning could be. because I I'm not going to write a script and I'm just going to no but you throw might it out you could at, write you could write a couple of pages just to try it on for size oh yeah yeah and I don't ever do that all I'm doing is that was kind of a challenge in my mind to thinking I wonder if I could try and do that a little bit more just to try writing a couple of pages in different if I have an idea and I'm thinking is it going to work or is it don't, don't mm. just discount it. Mm. Let's just give it a little go. I would be reluctant to do that, but I might try and do it from mm. now on. That's all it is. It's just interesting. It is. Well, Picasso's got us talking. Last yeah, man and ass. That's right. From right, last bit. Competition. Competition time. Do you like that? You see? That was specially for you. There was a special post-Easter pre-royal wedding bank holiday <laughs> competition time jingle. Thanks for all your jingles, by the way, because I've received the huge number of absolutely zero <laughs> <laughs> they love the singing to begin the show or to end the show whatever we need a jingle and i we don't know how to do garage bands so we need somebody to sort us out yes otherwise you'll get me singing all the time maybe actually next time we might even do it as a competition yeah <laughs> jingle competition this, this competition the last competition if you remember now because it was two months ago yeah was uh what was my uh leprechaunized quote yes. of a famous uh, film which was Unforgiven that's right the Clint Eastwood uh, Clint film Eastwood. 
Uh, sure, this is a terrible thing to kill a man. That that's one. right. <laughs> <laughs> now, so now you've got a flavour of that. You're going to get some more. That's right. So this, in this, uh, so the question again, I will phrase the question. Danny is going to do a leprechaun version. He's going to can to meet uh, <laughs> a, a, a production company that specialises in leprechaun versions of films. And he wants to pitch them uh, a remake of a film. And all he's done is he's done one line of dialogue <laughs> from this famous film She's going to read out now, and we want to know what film has Danny adapted here into a leprechaun style. Now, this one is a bit more difficult, a little less obvious. I yeah, think, we thought the last one was too easy. So, uh, so are you ready? <clears throat> Go. I love him. I love him for the man he wants to be. And sure, I love him for the man he almost is. Good. Good. <laughs> Good. Oh, I, I think I, that's even more racist than last time. It's so. like I'm on the set of the. It's like I'm on the set of the Quiet Man. It's, it's like. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and, oh, we've ruined it now. We should have done that. Yeah, we right. should have done that. Now to enter that competition. Oh, send us send us to the email address. UKScriptwriters.hotmail.com. That's right. Twitter us, Facebook us. But send the competitions to the email because we keep them all in one place. Put them in a little folder in there, and then pick random from there. We're so, organised. Oh yeah, that's how we do it. You're gonna win loads of goodies. Movie scope goodies, DVDs, ma movie magic software. Oh, yeah. loads of things. Thanks again to those uh, chaps at MovieScope because they sponsor our bandwidth and yes. um, the listeners keep growing so that really is helpful to us to cover um, those costs because we're well out of the free uh, bit of that. So thanks to all you listeners for, you know, um, keep on listening. Yeah, That's thanks great. for listening. Thanks for spreading the word. All right, good. So catch you next time in a month. Yeah, post can and um, yeah. yeah, my web series will be ready. Good. Say goodbye then, Danny. Bye-bye. <laughs>